Welcome to Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. Your Real Money Talks host, Laurel Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and you are at Laurel's Real Money Talks podcast. And I'm excited to be with you today and talk about something near and dear to my heart, which is how do you uh, be a very successful business owner, investor, and single parent? You know, right now it's well over 60 plus percent of kids going to school are in single homes or blended homes. So, you know, the 1960s Ward and June Cleavers model, it's kind of over. It's been over for a while. And I think people are just getting kind of caught up. But there's not a lot of lessons and structure and support on what do you do if you are one of these single parents, especially if it's just, you know, come upon you and uh, here you are, busy, doing your job or business, hopefully business. I'm pretty much going to talk to business owners, but it does apply to those of you that have jobs and are single parents uh, trying to figure out this formula. And I actually went into this formula knowing that I was going to be a single mom. I wanted to uh, have a baby and he didn't. And it's pretty easy how that whole story goes. 1999, January, I knew and chose to uh, walk into single motherhood. I knew that, you know, September I'd have my baby and life had to be different. There had to be a new formula and a structure. And how do you get care and how do you get the dollars to uh, afford the care? Let me just give you some tips. So this podcast today is about how to be successful as a single parent, owning a business. You could say they apply to some jobs, but really having your own business provides you enormous flexibility and freedom because you can work, you know, part of the time out of your home. You can bring the, you know, you bring your kids to the office, a lot of different strategies. So I'm going to talk about how to, number one, just organize the, the capacity of your day because it's going to be different. So how to organize the capacity of your day? How do you organize help? How do you increase revenues to pay for help? How do you hire that kind of help? Because it's very different and the kind of support you need, it's really not negotiable. So have a lot of tips, have a lot of things. So get a pad of paper for those of you uh, or download this podcast so you can listen to it again. And uh, if at any time you want to ask me questions, I mean, I get hired privately or, you know, you can just ask me some simple questions that you don't have to pay for because I just, I support so many parents in figuring this formula out. And uh, you can always ask me those questions at asklaurel.com. And asklaurel.com is a site where you give me your name, phone number, and email and ask me any question. You can also ask for an appointment if you so choose, because it's a really, really, for a lot of you, you can say sensitive topic. The one thing I want to start with in this conversation, though, is you're not alone. This goes on for many, 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 many people. And many of us have figured it out before. And your situation probably isn't as unique as you think it is. So all that being said, how do you increase the capacity of your day? So first of all, you have to really, what I call get in the energy of just knowing that there's a lot in addition to your business. I'm going to put your investments because I think that gets left behind. And part of what I teach in my millionaire formulas is the making money and investing money have to go hand in hand. And then the children, their extracurricular activities, like the capacity to hold it just has to be present to you. So there's no more 
you know, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? I teach a technique because um, I don't believe in time management. I think you can self-manage. So I do um, a technique called future pacing. So I made this up years and years ago. But future pacing is when you can look out, you know, I'm just going to give you a month as your first activity, but ideally you're looking out two, three, four months uh, into what your schedule, right? So you pretty much, you're going to become calendar gurus. So calendar gurus are those of you who are just going to live and breathe and die by a calendar. So um, you're going to have your calendar. So in my world, I'll just speak specifically, I'm very transparent about what I do. I have my calendar. I have our company calendar, which includes my events and the travel and things I need to do. And then my kids, we have a home calendar for the kids and all of their activities. And we have them overlaid. And I can promise you doing this online is fine. I have it online, but I also have it very visual because some of the things that you you don't see when you just look at a day, say, oh yeah, I'm free that day. I can book in. You forget that your flight, you know, is getting back from some business trip at, you know, two in the morning or midnight and getting up at five in the morning really isn't going to serve you. So I have still one of those old fashioned wall calendars. I know people like totally die laughing, but you can visually see the links of your day. You can, uh, everyone can see it. It's like we live and breathe by it. So it's an integrated calendar, color-coded calendar. You say, you've got to be kidding. This is, this is old-fashioned. You can do it online. You can do it online, but make sure your team is really trained to see all facets of what your life's going to entail. Like I have two children and they're typically in three sports each, music, other activities, academic activities, now college prep. It's, it's a lot. I'm just remarried. So now we have a blended family of him and his girls and all of that has to be integrated. So the first thing, like I said, is this capacity stretching activity that I want you just to lay down independent, like what all needs to get done. And then how do you future pace? You start looking at timelines, overnights, and you do need to get help. If you have support of, uh, of your ex or the other parent, then that's great. And come up with some calendar that's going to work, you know, going back and forth. And you're going to have to ask, as a, especially as a business owner, or if you travel in your job. I travel a lot, obviously, as a business owner and investor. You're going to have to ask for some flexibility. Now, I have sole custody of both of mine, so it's a different uh, it's a different agenda, but I think you really got to look at the flexibility. I've, I work with so many people where their divorces are so tumultuous, the, they won't work together. So it's your week, it's your week, it's your week, it's your week, and nor the two can pass, you know, cross paths. So the reality of your situation has to come into play. Now let's go to the how do you hire help like this? So my advice always, 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 always when you're hiring, call it nanny or home management is what I call it because it's more than just nannying. They're not just taking care of the kids. They're doing pickups uh, on the way through doing pickups. They're probably going to pick up some groceries, might get dry cleaning, um, tend to things that need to be handled and managed in your household. So I call them house managers. It's a way bigger job and you're going to need it as a single parent. See, you're the money producer for this whole game. And I know that you want to be with them. And I'll speak to actually some of that guilt and energy around that in a moment. But you're the household provider. You're the business owner. You're the investor. You're the one that has the job. So you've got to have your life supported. You know, so I, my joke always from the beginning when I set this up is, you know, you're really not just the kid's nanny, you're mine too. Meaning I'm going to need help with meals. I'm going to need help with the house. I'm going to need, you know, help with driving. I'm going to need help with the scheduling. And they're really, you know, a second mother. 
Um, and some of you moms that are out there going, oh my gosh, that just can't happen. See, I guess it's easier for me, and I was going to do a quick conversation with you about your emotions around this, is I, you know, I grew up in a big family farm in Nebraska, so I was raised by a tribe, you know, like aunts and uncles and cousins and neighbors and lots of people around. And the diversity of that experience actually serves, you know, a child in their development. So thinking that you are the only person that can influence your child, I think is very short, short-sighted thinking, um, put them in great environments. And again, my advice and what I did from the beginning is I hired someone who, what I call is a young grandma. Now, at that, at that point, the woman that I hired was in her late 40s and hadn't had grandkids, but her kids were out of the house. And she just loves being a mom. She loves taking care of the house. She loves taking care of me. She loves, you know, uh, and understands future pacing, having uh, lived and, you know, raised a household. Uh, and, you know, her husband was an entrepreneur, which is even more beneficial because she understands the intensity and the pressure as an entrepreneur. You don't just get a call on sick when you have clients and appointments and you're the driver of the revenue. So you can't have, you know, in many situations, I've heard, you know, in these au pair, really young, you get, you know, somebody young that wants to be more of a babysitter. You know, if are they reliable? Do they go out and party? Do they have a new boyfriend? If you get them at different ages, you know, they could go off to go get married and have a baby and then you lose the continuity. So my advice always is to find what I call a young, active grandma. You know, somebody... Uh, which could be his late 40s. It could be all the way to mid 50s, actually mid 60s at this, you know. So find someone who's actually managed a household, I always say, because then you're going to have so much more success and then helping them really be a second, call it household partner to you because you are by yourself and someone who can go side by side. Now, as far as affording these people, you got to make more money. And it's what I teach anyway. You got to make some more money. Um, they are either on contract or payroll, however you organize that part of your business. As long as you have them, like many times, depending on the situations, I've had them also work in my office if they needed full time and I didn't have full time work. So I cross purposed them uh, if that worked out for the personality and for the person. And you're going to have to come up with some flexible schedule. Now, another thing that I uh, implement quite successfully is dividing up the role. So I have an overnight nanny where she comes and does dinners and breakfasts and takes care of the kids and doesn't mind sleeping overnight at the house. That way the kids don't ever leave the, their environment. And if you have one person doing it, what you're going to find is that it's going to be too much and the energies are different in the household. So I actually don't have them ever live with my household. I like the privacy of me and my children and they come and go. Um, um, I do, though, provide them a vehicle if you want to talk real tactics. And um, it's just a very rigorous attention to your scheduling, to the kids' needs, to their emotional care, to their homework care, to their friend care. You know, someone who's really going to have that um, same belief and philosophy. So let's speak to that a little bit. So the folks that I've had uh, also have a great money conversation. So they may not have had one in the beginning, but they've either read my books or been involved uh, such that they, you know, speak to my kids. Like we don't say we, we can't afford it. I mean, we don't have a household. We, uh, we live to what I say we do in my work. We don't speak negatively around money. Um, the kids all have their own, you know, side businesses or projects that they do to make money. And, you know, you are the leader of your household. So you've got to have money rules and you know, values and congruency rules around how the staff and the help that you've hired. And I don't really call them, you know, hired help. You know, they really get very involved and really become part of the family. 
you know, so we really bring them into that, you know, closer family relationship because they are very close. They're very intimate in your life. And for those of you that are freaking out listening to this going, how do you do that? Um, Well, again, I grew up in a large family and a large tribe. So uh, at some point to get the kind of help and support you need, you're going to have to open up your house. You're going to have to open up your life. You don't have to open up your money. I keep that very, very separate. If they need something, they'll go to my office, get petty cash, or I'll give them money up front. You can give them a household budget. You can give them, um, even though I hate that word budget, it's like restrictive. So organize all of that. You say, well, how do I do it all? You just start. You start, you make a decision that you want your life supported. You can start as little as just pickups from school and taking two sports events. I mean, think about just how many hours you spend having to get kids, you know, to a sports event, for example, an hour before. They can do that and you show up for the actual, you know, sporting event or the music event or whatever event that it is. Running errands is enormously time consuming and you don't have to do it. So even if you just offload slowly different levels of support, I encourage you, don't even encourage you, I implore you to do it. See, it takes a lot to run household, just any individual from stay-at-home moms to us, you know, single parents uh, figuring this out. It takes 10, 20, 30, depending on the activity, it takes a lot of hours to manage a household and uh, children and their lives and their activities. So I just really encourage you to get serious, get honest about it. And it's not anything weak to have help. In fact, you'll be more effective in the making money and the investing in the clarity of your business when you have this completely clearly laid out. And it can't be week by week. You could do it year by year, you know, or um, semester by semester. Turnover in these uh, arrangements are painful not only for you, but for the kids. You want to get a rhythm with them. You want to get a pattern that works for them, works for the kids. Have honest, you know, family meetings about what's going on and what the needs are of all parties. So it's open communication. It's huge capacity increasing. It's massive scheduling. Uh, hiring is absolutely critical. Um, turnover in this kind of a job in this situation because of your children's involvement is really, really sensitive. I was going to say risky, but that's not true. It's sensitive and just encourage you to find the right people, bring them in, let them interview the kids, let the kids interview them and create some household rules and household uh, processes of how you're going to do this. I can tell you as your kids, you know, as my son uh, got his driver's license, it made life really like way, way easier because then I had another driver in the family. And we're a very active family. We're a ski family. We live deep in the mountains. So we've got snow removal. We've got all sorts of activities. We have bears in our backyard. I mean, we have all sorts of, you know, environmental uh, issues, I'd say, things to include in our experience of uh, of growing and uh, leading a family. So you can do it is my encouragement. Anyone can do it. Um, love to help you, love to support you. If you have uh, uh, another great idea, if you'd like, is to add somebody who's cross-cultural. They can bring another language into your household. I've had uh, um, really you know, great success with other families I've been uh, coaching and working with that have done that really, really successfully. And again, this is your life, your rules. If you want them to live with you and you can organize that and that works for you, that's perfect. Um, the maturity of the people and the alignment to your values and what you want is absolutely essential. Um, Don't let things go untended, just like any other relationship. Like if something's out, you got to fix it. Uh, And the kids know it just as well as you know it. So things can't linger on for weeks and weeks and weeks in your household relationship. So you can do this. You can be a very successful parent. 
You can bring them to work. I take my kids on business trips all the time. They've grown up on the road with me. They've traveled to darn near every continent. Design your life. Really what this is about is designing your life, having it be successful. Um, What I would caution you is not getting any help by thinking you can't afford it because you can. This isn't really, really expensive help. And the, the, the space it gives you back emotionally and mentally is extraordinary. And uh, as far as conditioning your children into this, it's some very firm rules. Um, you know, there's kids that I've, you know, families I've worked with that the kids are constantly interrupting, interrupting, and you've got to come up with some rules. Like, you know, I've been coaching since, you know, I, you know, nurse Logan right away. And at six weeks out, I started, you know, my coaching practice. And as, you know, he got older, I taught him very clearly. Same with my daughter. Because if they need something, they come touch my arm. They don't interrupt. And you're going to have to teach some different kind of behavioral rules around if uh, you do decide to work at home, how you can work and have them be in the house at the same time and have it all be effective. So again, you're in charge. Design it. You totally can do it. At any time, ask me any questions you want. Ask for an appointment. Go to asklaurel.com. And uh, you give me your name, phone number, and email there with any question or request for an appointment. And um, again, we don't have any gifts or downloads for you today, but I always have just some amazing gifts at asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's a podcast with a T and then G-I-F-T-S. So there's always some just great things you can pick up and read and articles. I have a never, never pay your kid an allowance process and program too that can supplement this whole conversation. So this is Laurel signing off on Laurel's Real Money Talks today. Hope you'd enjoyed. I will be back soon. Have a great day. Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L dot com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.